Self-worth is the unlock. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. Welcome to the Self-Care Savage Podcast. A self-care savage is a term that I've coined that combines elements of self-care and a more assertive and bold approach to taking care of oneself and growing their self-worth. On the Self-Care Savage Podcast, we will explore how self-care and self-worth are always in the driver's seat in all parts of our lives and how we act and react to life. Hey everybody, this is Paul, the producer of the Self-Care Savage podcast. I'm just hopping on to give you a brief update at the top of the show here. So Scott has been at an event in uh, the backcountry up in Montana for a bit, and he is currently still headed back to Texas to his home base. So because of some scheduling things, we were not able to get a new episode recorded this week. So we're going to go ahead and play an episode from a little while back of Scott talking to his friend Rob Gasparro, who he met on the Appalachian Trail. Anyway, it's a great episode. Uh, Rob and Scott go back a ways. And, you know, that really comes through in the conversation. So if you haven't heard it, I hope you enjoy it. We will be back next Tuesday with some new stuff coming up. We've got some great guests coming up in the next several weeks. We're pretty excited about it. And so we will see you then next week. All right. Here's Scott and Rob. All right, so um, Rob, Scott. <laughs> so again, thanks for so much for being here. I'm going to just kind of introduce you a little bit, but I'm then I'm going to tell a little story, but kind of about leading up to you know our meeting, and then um, I'll kind of let you go from there. But so it's Rob Gasparo. Did I say that right? Or almost you, right? You, you can't mess it up. Okay. If we were over, okay. if we were in Italy, you'd probably get a hard time for it. But yeah, stateside, you're good. Rob G. So, uh, anyways, Rob owns a couple of outdoor stores. Uh, one in um, Clayton, Georgia, and one in Franklin, North Carolina. And they're both called Outdoor Seventy Six. Did I get those right? You did. Where they're located? Yeah. Clayton and Franklin. Yep. So, um, I how I got to learn about. Uh, Rob was when he, um, I can't remember whether you were following me or I just popped up somehow. Uh, and, uh, you, uh, heard me talking about going on the Appalachian trail and you had reached out to me. And, uh, I remember our, our exchanges, I was looking at them the other day, but you just, you just reached out you were very sweet and, you know, Hey, you know, I'd, I'd love to, um, 
you know, be of any assistance and help to you and all that. Very giving, you know, not, not asking for anything in return or, or anything. And, and, um, and then I remember I, <laughs> something else and you sent me something that said, Hey, just want you to know, I don't want to see you in this store before however many days. I don't remember how many days it was, but 10 um, days, 10 days, was it? <laughs> yeah. And I remember telling you, I remember saying something, or I did say something in there. I said, well, uh, I just plan on it half that time. Cause I was, I was so full of myself at that, at that time. Cause I was doing all that training around it and was feeling like, you know, I was, uh, I was going to get it done. So, of course, I think I made it there probably about 10 days and not so much because I was holding off, but because uh, it was <laughs> it was it was it was tough. But so Rob, Rob is known for as the foot guy. OK, so and I got a couple of stories around that, but they come to uh, Outdoor 76 to see the foot doctor. And uh, whenever they have problems it's talked about on the trail, you know, if you're having any issues or going into Franklin and, and um, checking these guys out to try to get any of those remedy, remedied because y'all are right about the 100-mile mark uh, from uh, Springer Mountain, Georgia. So, you know, there's definitely uh, gives it that time for people to start having some issues. So I think, y'all, you know, y'all, y'all are in a good spot for that, obviously. And I remember, he, even though I knew about you, before coming there, I heard everybody talking about it while I was on, on trail. Why don't you just kind of real, let's not do what we did with the video. Well, let's maybe just kind of jump a little bit further, but you know, uh, you know, kind of your history a little bit, you know, uh, the, the building bridges and, and, and teaching kayaking and Florida boy getting to wherever, you know, up into Georgia, just kind of maybe just a little bit of a trail on, on that and, 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 and what brought it to where it is now. Let's start there. So born and raised, so we, we can kind of like maybe blend a little bit of this into the, the, my personal backstory that kind of brought us closer together too. Um, so born in Miami in 1976. Um, dad left when I was a year old. Uh, was raised by a single mom for a bunch of years. And then stepdad came into the picture and uh, spent all of my childhood growing up in South Florida and then moved to Tampa my senior year of high school and um, loved growing up in Florida. It was, you know, I was, I was super, super happy there, but I think it was in my late teens, early twenties that I realized it was more. And um, I got into uh, uh, trying to make this long story short, I got into to sea kayaking and Became a sea kayak instructor, worked for two different outfitters in St. Pete, Tampa area. And then um, that merged into a love for whitewater kayaking. And when that became a passion of mine, I discovered Western North Carolina and East Tennessee. So uh, I, I mean, pretty much all of my 20s living in Tampa was making trips up here regularly to go boating and then when we came up to go boating it also bring the mountain bike and you know the hiking shoes and just really got immersed in outdoor recreation in western north carolina um all the while it was never even on my radar that i would live here um my career i say my career my, my job at the time and, and what i thought was going to be a career 
was uh, working for an engineering firm in Tampa and was essentially designing and building bridges. Um, and uh, it was that was successful. Seemed like a really secure industry and um, something I really thought I'd see myself retiring in. And um, in 2007, the economy started taking its toll on our industry. And we found out that we probably were a little bit more vulnerable than we thought we were. Um, and in 2008, I was recruited by another firm that was based in Franklin. And um, it wasn't even really a, mess, a, a matter of, uh, do I want to take the job in Franklin? Um, it was, I needed to, it was like, it was a matter of survival. So moved to Franklin in 2008 and, um, it was just, it never took off. It was just, uh, one bad month followed by a worse month, followed by a worse month. And then it was like 2010, uh, they called me in the office one day and say, Hey man, we love you. Um, we don't know if you're going to have a job in two or three months. And I just left everything in Florida to come to Franklin, North Carolina. <laughs> it's like, that's great. What do I do now? Corey and I had become uh, really, really good friends. Um, and we, uh, he was working. In, yeah, yep. Yeah, Corey's my business partner. And um, Corey, uh, Corey was working in real estate at the time. And things were just as dismal for him as they were for me. And we went to lunch one day and we're like, man, what are we doing? Like, this is... Uh, if we're going to starve, we might as well starve working for ourselves <laughs> instead of somebody else. So um, I think we were sitting at lunch one day and just said, man, this town needs an outdoor store. <laughs> and um, he had a lady uh, that there was a lady that he had sold some commercial property to on Main Street. She had just sent him a message that she was done. She wanted out of it. She had her fill of retail. Hey, do you know anybody that's interested in my building? And we're like, I think we do. And, um, it just, all the, all the pieces fell into place beautifully. And, um, I don't know that, I don't know that we really had a vision for what we wanted to be other than just, we wanted to be a technical outdoor store. We knew the trail came through the town and, um, most of the outdoors that we had seen, um, as consumers had really gone the lifestyle route. And uh, there were, I, 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 even with kayaking, there was very few places that I had ever walked into where I walk into an outdoor store and, you know, there's just a, you know, everybody on staff knows what they're talking about. You know, hey man, why should, you know, what's the difference between this sleeping bag and this sleeping bag or why this tent, not that tent, or there's four water filters here, which one should I go with? Um, and, um, you know, we knew we wanted to be a technical shop. Um, one of the first reps that we worked with um, it was the summer of 2010 that we'd spent concepting the shop and kind of getting all the pieces and parts together, setting up our accounts and everything else. And, uh, there was a rep, um, uh, his name's Kev Martin. He, at the time he was the rep for Patagonia footwear and sole footbeds. And Kev is a, uh, Kev is a CPED, a credentialed pedorthist. And, um, more than any other rep, Kev just, took us under his wing. I mean, he really believed that he was one of the few guys that actually believed in us. I mean, it was a recession still going on. We're in Appalachia. Anybody who heard what we were doing was like, man, you guys are drunk. What are y'all thinking? This is nuts. 
you sell hundred dollar rain jackets in a small town in North Carolina, you're crazy. And um, Kev asked us one day, he said, what are you guys going to do about shoes? Like, I don't know, sell shoes. It's like, no, like, man, you know, Scott's hiking the AT and he comes in and, you know, he's uh, just retired from 20 years of corporate life. And, uh, you know, he's literally given up everything. He's been salivating over this moment for his whole life. And uh, he walks in your store 100 miles in the trail and and he can't go anymore. He's done. 20 years of dreams flushed down the drain because of his feet. What are you going to do? Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> go get him a different pair of shoes than what he was wearing. And <laughs> in that moment, uh, Kev, Kev told us, he said, he goes, this is the one thing you sell in your store that can change someone's life. You can't change someone's life with a rain jacket or uh, a backpack or a tent, a pair of socks, but you can change someone's life with shoes. I'm like, okay, a little, little, little Jim Jones going on here, but tell me more. So anyway, Kev, Kev pretty much made the connections, you know, he said, you know, you're going to have people that are going to come in here that are professionals and uh, doctors, nurses, people that work in, you know, in retail and their feet are killing them. And he says, you also, you know, sell good shoes. You can help people out. Like, okay. So he pretty much offered, he said, you know, what, what he goes, I'm willing to teach you whatever you're willing to learn. And then, you know, you can take it from there. So, I think one night before we even got opened, maybe uh, we ordered a pizza and Kev came in and he's got this box full of anatomic foot models and all these cool little gadgets and stuff. And, and we sit down and, uh, and he starts showing us how a human foot works. And basically it's like, you know, you have your, your heel and the arch and the ball of the foot. And said, so you got your heel and then your arch and then the ball of your foot here. And we're going, okay, great. That's an abutment, that's an abutment, and that's a span of parts that carry weight from one end to the other. That's a bridge, man. I know bridges. I've been, I've been pedaling bridges for 10 years. And um, I started, at that moment, it clicked. I'm like, I get something to geek out on again. This is pretty awesome. And uh, 13 years later, here we are. I've been a, a student of feet, and I probably know more about feet than I ever knew about bridges. So... I'm so surprised, again, that at this point in my life, the importance of feet is, is huge. And the, but the problem is, it's like, any, it's like almost anything else these days. The information out there is crap or it's a bunch of it's, – yeah. it's, it's, it's wrong or it's just – it's – you know, there's just been additions added to information and stuff taking out of it to where you're, you know, how, how can it, unless anybody will sit down with you like you do yeah, with these people, nobody's really, really going to get it. And yeah, it's two, two things that, that, that contribute to that is um, one is despite however you look at uh, the our entire medical system feet when it comes to this footwear pedor I say pedorthics it's unregulated um, you and I want to go you know hey I mean I, I, I my wife told me that I must not see very well I think you need to go get glasses 
we can't go pick out our own glasses. We need to go see a specialist who looks at our eyes and determines our vision deficiency and they give us a pair of glasses. And, and, you know, there's, there's a professional, there's a system set up for specialists that you go to and they get you taken care of shoes and footwear. There's no, you know, there's no regulation. It's, it's wild west. Um, and the second thing is that it is, it is a process and a service that people are not used to paying additional for. Um, so trying to proposing that it should be regulated is ridiculous. That'll never happen. And, and, and setting an expectation for people to go pay a sitting fee to work with someone to make sure that you're getting it right. That's foreign to um, almost all of the general population too. So yeah, we just have this propagating problem of people going, man, my feet are killing me. I've been dealing with plantar fasciitis for nine months now and guess I need to go get a new pair of shoes. Yeah. You don't do that. You don't have a sign hanging out and taking appointments and then taking feet. You don't do any of that. Yeah. You you give that information, you give that information out. The reason everybody comes is because your reputation is stellar. You know, these people aren't trailing in, not having heard about you, very little. Most of the ones that I see or I observed or I understood that come in, you know, are, are people that are like, they, they, it was like, go see, you know, that wasn't go see Rob, it was go see the foot doctor. So just, yeah, talk about a little bit, maybe, you know, because that day we went hiking and just a little bit about what the outdoors means to you and what it, you know, how it kind of, you know, brings bring some of that peace to you and, and what you utilize it for? Oh man. Um, I think the outdoors is probably like just focusing on that. I mean, that's, that's our, that's, that's our common bond. I think, you know, like the, the nucleus of the cell started with that and then everything uh, sort of grew from there in terms of, uh, you know, how our relationship developed. But um, I think, uh it's um for me self care for sure um and i didn't know i probably didn't know i didn't look at it as self care at the time but um you know growing up with uh didn't really have uh you know we'll just call them dad wounds growing up um lots of different types of dad wounds um it was the whether I was, you know, wasn't able to connect the dots, but it was just, it was the one thing that I could immerse myself into that, um, I felt, um, soothed, if you will. Um, uh, whether it was just, you know, sitting, sitting on a rock, staring at a view or going off a 30 foot waterfall, you know, um, feeling small. Um, I think feeling, uh, I think we talked to, in one of our conversations, we talked a little bit about validation. I think, uh, for, for guys with dad wounds, uh, I mean, that's, that's from what I understand, uh, it seems like to be just the most common problem at all, you know, is for a lot of us, uh, the root is validation and, um, and seeking validation. And, um, that's where, you know, my, uh, faith became a big part of that for me. Um, but 
it was, uh, <laughs> I had a funny, funny conversation with, uh, with two guys the other day, two good friends of mine. One of them's an outdoor nut and the other one can't stand the outdoors. And the one who can't stand the outdoors was going, dude, nature is designed to kill you. Like it is <laughs> like it, like it's intimidating. It it's can inti- be intimidating. Like, like nature, na- like nature wants to kill you and you have to, this is what they call it survival because if you're not exercising survival, <laughs> You will lose, and uh, <laughs> you know uh, I can. You know I kind of sort of saw it that way, but then you know the other side of it is take the physical aspect out of it between the ears and and in my heart, it's a whole different animal. Um, um so yeah, for me it was just a, I, I think I immersed my as a young kid. I think it was started with surfing. Now, I grew up playing ball sports and everything else, but um, I didn't feel the same as I did when I was sitting on my board waiting for a set to roll in out by myself. You know, that's as close to nature as you can get living in uh, living on the east coast of Florida. Um, and then as I – say that again? There's a lot of patience to that too. Patience. Oh, yeah, huge, especially, especially in – Especially in Florida, you know, it's like uh, it, a lot of surfers come out of Florida, but probably the most patient surfers just we don't have when you get them, when you get waves, they're not always great. And, um, crappy conditions that oh, we could talk about that forever. Anyway, um, yeah, I just I, I think I. I don't know what the gravity was specifically, but I was able to make a connection from a very, very young age that nature was the one thing I could rely on. Um, and, uh, and again, like I said, you know, for me, my, the faith, the creation part of that is, was, uh, was huge for me. Um, and kind of all led to where I am now, I guess, going back to, you know, the giving side of it and, uh, my, my just the general mindset. A lot of it was uh, a byproduct of life in the outdoors, and and uh, its connection to my faith for sure. Yeah, you and I touched on a lot of a lot of those things, and and just the healing the mind, body, and soul, and uh, you know that 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 there's no judgment, you know, in that world. You know, when you get out there, and it's. Uh, Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you can get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Savage. That's Better, H-E-L-P dot com slash 
Self-Care Savage. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. It's, it gives you all the space you need and you can, you can, you know, it's like your, your friend was talking about, you know, it, it is, it can be intimidating. It can kill you, but you, you know, until you become familiar with it, you, you, um, it's a health, you learn to have a healthy respect. You know, I don't think you and I are going to walk out in the middle of the Smokies and, you know, we know there's bears out there and we know the chances of them attacking us are very, very small. And we take certain steps to prevent that and all that. And that's all part of it. To me, that's that's what's amazing is being able to put yourself in those kind of situations. It'd be a little challenging. You have to navigate things a certain way. It's not always going to be comfortable, you know, uh, just because you don't want to your feet hurt and you don't want to get up and hang your your bear bag because um, you can hardly walk and you know you're going to bust that blister open. Well, tough. Shit. I mean, you it's either that or, or up your chances of get eaten by a bear. So. You're convincing a lot of people right now to go get outside. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> sign me up. Yeah, it's it. it, it <laughs> that is so funny. It's it has to be hard. You have to know how to respond. I used to not respond, so I like putting myself in those challenging positions. <laughs> and the chances of anybody get eaten by a bear is about that much that you get to have a bigger chance of walking out of your house and and uh, uh, a mugger being there and and taking that opportunity with you. So don't let me scare you away from that because uh, my <laughs> hope is to get out there. And um, I did a talk at that Big Bear Lake backpacking trip I went on a couple weeks ago. And a- after the talk, I took some questions and stuff. And one of the ladies was with a, a little uh, – they have a um, – a brand called Hiking to Heal. Like, you know, my, the, the, the video we shot is Hike to Heal, but there's, their stuff is Hiking to Heal. And she was there with her husband and she, she just said, I don't have a question. She said, but I, I just wanted to say something. She said, thank you so much for being a man, a man of your age. I said, wait a minute. What do you mean my age? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> my maturity um, being willing to talk about these things. And that's why I love about you too. You know, you've, you've been on video. I've got you on video, Rob. I, I can put that out anytime I want about you talking about your feelings. So be yep, careful. Yep. But, no, it's but huge. It's, and being on here too, and just being willing to do that it is what needs to happen more. Um, it just, it just does. And, and if, if, this can be a, pro- a little bit of a promotion for that or giving somebody okay. I think that's a big part of my community. Uh, it's it's funny you talk about this. I was going to say, I, I, it's, I, I experienced this firsthand today before, before we started this. Um, I went to go pick the two boys are in a soccer camp. And uh, I went to go pick them up and uh, Logan gets in the car and um, he's got a, just this frown down look on his face. 
And I'm like, Logan, what's up, buddy? He's like, nothing. I said, Logan, what's wrong? Nothing. Like, oh, come on, man. You know, you can't, you can't fool me. I know something's, something's not right. And, um, and then two, three minutes later, Merrick gets in the car, same thing. I'm like, guys, what is going on? And I got to drag it out of them that they, this today at camp, they got picked on and kids were making fun of them. And Logan was the last one to get picked for one of the teams. And, and I just had this like flashback to me being a kid and being in a similar situation and either a dad, not caring B just toughen up or C <laughs> um, just quit. You know, if you don't like it, just quit. And like all three of those scenarios repeated over and over and over again for a nine-year-old and a 10-year-old and 11-year-old, like just build up this incredibly unhealthy cocktail of when things get tough, quit. When things get tough, don't talk about it. When things get tough, you need to get tough. And and there's like, at this point, I'm thinking, okay, you know, I want to try to help them cope with this, to give them, like, to give them tactics on how to handle these situations to defuse them so, so they don't, they're not affected by this as much. But just thinking, like, just like you said, man, like, all of that stuff, like, that was most of us not saying it it's nothing by no means not saying it's any different for women because i know girls deal with the same type of catty bull and meanness and everything else but yeah i mean it's like it's in our dna like we are wired to win we are wired to conquer we are wired to be victorious and when you're not it it unvalidates you or at least it did for me and uh and I don't know what it was, man. I think uh, um, it, was, it was probably probably a, a relationship that I had with a counselor uh, a handful of years ago exposed it for me. But just I made fun, made the connection. Like I, I, I can't keep this shit inside. Like no, nothing good, nothing good comes from me not talking about this. There be you know. There's going to be things that are uncomfortable when you talk about it. There's things that are um, all these skeptical what ifs. What are they going to think about me? What am I going to expose about myself? But none of those um, are on par with the potential consequences of not talking about it. So, yeah, I've become pretty comfortable with it. Um, it still blows blows Julie away. She's like, "How are you so? How are you so open about your problems and stuff like?" You know, here's the thing, thing Rob, that, that, that I think. How are that, you not? <laughs> that, yeah. That gets mixed up through all this is it is it's it's almost like when you are given as a man permission in wherever you're at or whatever environment, whoever you may be talking to, it's an either or. Yeah. It's like well, you're toxic you've got the toxic masculinity going. If you don't talk about it, you're just holding that in, you know, you all that versus if you do talk about it, then, then you're, you're, you lose all that. Look, I'm, we're not going to get into all that gender stuff. I never have on any of my stuff. I'm not going to now. And it's political and it's, it's all that. It's just a, 
but I can just speak for me. And I, I'm, I'm perfectly fine. Uh, if, if I need to bow up on somebody, and I don't mean physically like start a fight or anything. I'm just saying if I need to feel, if I need to stand do something to, to be protective, stand my ground. Yeah. Absolutely. There's not a damn thing wrong with that. Just as well as, as if I want to stand my ground and say, you know what? Uh, you're making me feel very uncomfortable right now. I'm going to put up this boundary. You cross that line and I will punch yeah. you. No. But, but you understand what I'm saying? It's not an either or. You can, we can be, we can talk about our stuff. Especially yeah. talk about our stuff with, the, with each other, and we can still be competitive. We can still. So okay, so I don't think you and I have ever talked about this before. Um, this was uh, this is actually a really really good exercise that that Julie and I started doing, um, where we we try to do it every morning when we're sitting and drinking our coffee. We we tell each other that we know what their wound. I, I tell her, I know what your wounds are and I promise not to hurt your wounds today. And she tells me, I know what your wounds are and I promise not to hurt your wounds today. And, uh, we do it every morning. That's amazing. And, um, and, um, and I won't mention any names, but my wife, her wounds are, <laughs> her, her wounds are, um, her wounds are betrayal and abandonment. And one of the things that I think is so tough for people, this is not a guy or a girl thing, but one of the things I've noticed with, with her is that when people's wounds are betrayal, the trust factor is just huge. Like it's a big, 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 big problem. And it's like, now you're taking, you know, you're compounding the, um, I don't want to be tough, you know, I don't want to be perceived as being weak or whatever else. But now I'm going, can I trust this person? I've been betrayed so many times. And I think that's a, uh, that would be something that, you know, I don't know how to address that, but, but I would imagine there's a ton of people out there that are sitting here going, man, I agree with you guys. Hey, talking about it, super, super healthy. What do you do? What do you do when trust is an issue? When, when the worst wound I've ever encountered in my life is being betrayed by somebody that I should be able to trust and talk to about and be close with. So that's uh, I never had to deal with that, but that's, that's, that is a close to home problem. Yeah. And it, it, look, trust is big because it bleeds everywhere. It bleeds yeah. into where it doesn't belong. And this is, this to me is, is, is what you've heard me say. I think a lot is this is an opportunity to go to you, you, look, that's been identified. That's been acknowledged. We'll go to freaking work on it. This is that yeah. self-care savage stuff. This is like, look, you know, it, that, it's on you. You can't control that person that, that originally this started with. You can't control anybody else that comes in your life. That, that might be part of them that can trigger you because of, you know, that, that have how that's worked for them in their lives to what's been said to smells to places, whatever it could be. And to carry that is your, is always your choice. Whoever's choice. Yeah. It's always your choice, but it's not going to lend itself well 
into the rest of your relationships. It doesn't mean that somebody's not going to, you know, get you again, but you, you're, you'll be able to know signals sooner. You'll be able to handle things sooner. You'll be able to maybe move away from something sooner. And, but the, the big piece is deal with it so you can be better. You can forgive, forgive yourself for hanging on to it for so long and letting it bleed over uh, into other areas of your life. And then forgive whoever this, these people are, no matter how bad it is. Look, I always tell people that I, it's going to be very surprising to me if you tell me something that's going to be more horrific than some of the things I've been through. It's not a contest. But yeah. my point and everything that I preach and all this stuff that I talk about is 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 working through healing, forgiving. And it clears that path to forgive other people. And yeah. then you'll start telling that story differently. And that's when you can help people. That's when you start talking to people about things that work for you, how you were able to get through this, which keeps your keeps your level of self-care up. And then how, how great is it? That what you've been through was not was for naught. You're right. It's right. your able to, to do that. So there's look, I can preach on that. I know you weren't asking that, but um, no, it's I, important. I, it's, it's critical. And in fact, I think that's probably I don't know that you and I have ever talked deep about that either, too. But for me, and like my wounds are abandonment and anger, dealing with dealing with angry people that are supposed to. Supposed to be there for you, and right. and abandonment, and um, and I don't think for me, I don't think, I don't think the healing could even the ground level of healing for me was forgiveness. That was it. And and the harder part, the harder part is that it has to be unconditional. And I think that is uh, you know, think man, yeah, you got to forgive that person. And going, not only do you have to forgive that person, but you need to forgive that person with no terms or conditions. And it's not for you. It's not, I mean, it's not for them. You're not doing you. that to yeah. let them off the hook. You're doing yeah. that for you. And that's, that's the other piece that, look, I get it. That's so hard. Look, my dad is the only reason my life was ever fucked up. Yeah. It didn't matter whether I was seven years old or it didn't matter whether I was 40. That's how I lived. That's how I thought. And you know how, yeah. how much good that did for me? Zero. Zero. And yeah. you know how many it's collateral damage that caused around me with my relationships, wives, you know, business, everything. Yeah, Just it's crazy. And I couldn't I couldn't have conversations with you like this back then. Yeah. You and I wouldn't have gotten this far, or if you hadn't have done some work and you were in a different place, we would be trying to be as louder than the other one, trying to get our point across. We would be getting more and more aggressive. And one of us would have walked away or we'd have been rolling around on the ground. hundred percent. That is how, <laughs> how, how, but that's that, that is that, um, we don't know how else to deal with it. We, 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 yeah. you know, there's so many development. When you, when you go through what you and I went through abandonment and you, and you go through abuse, situations to those people that are supposed to be nurturing you and, and making you building you into this person that can walk out on the world, not to this person that has zero self-worth and is just going to cause all the damage they can. 
you know, it, it, it causes what's called developmental delays. You're never taught how to get angry and handle it correctly. Yep. So it's just like I always say, like you talk about a guy, a couple who's in their 30s, 35 years old, husband and a wife, and he doesn't like what she does. And so he, he screams and yells, has a temper tantrum, puts a hole in the wall, throws things, calls her names, does all this. That's what a two-year-old does. And it's called a developmental delay. He still is going to operate like a two-year-old because nobody ever taught him, worked with him, showed him, loved him into being a different way. And this is how deep this stuff cuts. I mean, it cuts deep. And this is the whole self-care savage stuff I get into. This is not a freaking game. If you want to heal, stop talking about it. Put yourself in an environment like me. It was the outdoors. Live in it. Immerse yourself in it. Go, go isolate in it if that's what it takes. That's what it took for me. And, and I had to deal with those, those things way, 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 way back there. Those really, really hard things that you, you mostly don't penetrate. We feel good and make ourselves feel good sometimes because we maybe go to somebody and say we're sorry. You know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I did that. I'm sorry that happened. You know, wanting them just to forgive us and like everything's okay. It's never, uh, that's not, that's not how it works. So yep. anyways, this is, it, it's so important that it's, again, everything is going to have an effect on everything else. It usually stems from when we're little. It usually comes somehow in our childhood. It usually comes from those people we trust. It, you, it comes from the people we're told to trust, like like our, you know, people running, running society, whatever you want to call them, you know, spiritual leaders, everything, you know, we, we, anyways, Paul, you know, I can get worked up. You're one of the few people that knows I can get pretty worked up. So anyway, <laughs> I, I just, Jesus, it's just, it's just, I want people to be okay. And I just, it's this hump. I, I deal with this hump now. It's not my message. People love my message now that, you know, I love the friendly reminders. I had this amazing community. Now it's 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 getting them over that hump. Now, okay, okay. You know, I know you're getting some feel goods right now, and you're 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 working on some things right now. But this still keeps happening. There, this still keeps coming up. Or how do I handle this? Well, deal with it. Work on it. Yeah. You know, uh, get after it. You know, stop asking. Stop. Just go do, do, you know what to do. Anyway, I'm done. <laughs> I appreciate you bringing the, you know, talking about anything and bringing that stuff up. And, and um, you know, all this is important. You know, all this is going to be on the show. I don't care how long it is and, you know, the podcast. And, and I, I think this stuff is is really important and and the people that are going to listen to this kind of stuff all the way through are the ones that are going to get something from it, you know? Um, Yeah. The whole developmental delay thing. um, I don't think, I don't, I I think with you and I, uh, we might've been sitting out by the fire one night when, when you brought up that for the first time and developmental delay. Hmm. And I remember and and I, this resonates because I know I'm not alone here. That was me. 
I wasn't the guy, you know, going that far off, but I was a, a grown ass man in every other perspective, except for when it came to having to deal with things that triggered my wounds. And this was in, I mean, this was back in, in my twenties. There was no Instagram, no, you know, Facebook was, there was no, I could maybe go to the library and check out a self-help book or go to Barnes and Noble or something, you know, and hopefully, but I tried that. Um, but the bigger point is that I didn't think anything was wrong with me. Like I didn't like, like I just, it's who I am. Sorry, man, take it or leave it. And yeah, the relationships that it cost me, I literally came out of my twenties with zero, zero meaningful relationships. If you asked me when I was 30 years old, who my best friend was, I would have named a kid from high school. Um, I literally showed up to work every day, busted my ass, got, you know, was successful professionally and, uh, you know, hobbies I took seriously and I was okay at, but in terms of relationships, that cost me everything. And, um, yeah, it wasn't, uh, and, and again, you know, I just, I, I feel like I got lucky. Like I was just able to discover that outdoors validated me. Um, and, uh, and the forgiveness aspect was, was absolutely huge. Um, and then working on the healing. I mean, and you, uh, you, you got that down. Anybody who knows you knows how to, how to go through that process, but, um, I mean, shit, what do they say with like alcohol and everything else? Like it starts with just first recognizing you have a problem. You know, Rob, you're, 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 you're good to the core. You're, it's not just the outdoors, it's your faith. You know, um, I've had the pleasure of spending some time with your wife now. Um, this last time I was out there and, you know, uh, we need people in our lives that, we deeply love and that love us because they accept us. They accept you. She accepts you. You know, she, anytime we got into some deep conversations a couple of times I was there, she was, she was nothing but your cheerleader, you know, Um, just like you were with her. And, um, and you, you, you're, you're not lucky. You're, you did, you did something about these things. You recognize them and you, you made some movement. You're, you're not perfect and you're, you're not perfect and you're certainly not done, but that's all of us. But your, your, the level of, of which you're at is why, look, you help me. Look, I don't have what you have. I don't have what you have. I, 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 I don't have that. I, I haven't, I don't have any kind of, I envy that. I have to work on that a little bit and, and, that relation, the relationship you have with your wife, that you were able to, to find somebody else. And you were also able to, these are things I have to still deal with myself that, you know, I didn't start this process till I was north of 50, Hmm. you know, I'm 62 now, you know, I, you, you, you're so much younger than me and, 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 and a lot of respect and that, and physically all that, but all just, you're just, so you're, you're not, you're someone who who now is is helping. You know, you're you're with with the things that you do. What did what did we talk about? I think you, me and your wife teamed up on you while we while I was there. Uh, <laughs> talking about you know what you do um, and and how you do it and and 
and and how giving you are and what you put out to the world and all that did did didn't her and I get on you pretty good? Did you did you do you remember that? You get you guys you guys wailed on me about a couple of things. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> but but the the great thing is is you know it was all it was all done out of love and yeah it's it's um, and. Anyways, it, you're, you're, I, I was listening to a, a podcast today that was talking a lot about gratefulness and, and, mm. and being grateful and things like this. And, and, and that being grateful, like, you know, the sun came up and being grateful that, you know, I have another day to go to work. Those are, those are good things to be grateful for. You want to be grateful for and all that, but that's not a deep down gratefulness. That's not something that you, you're always thinking about and feeling it's kind of those motions open up the grateful page. Oh yeah. I'm grateful again for another day. Yeah. This is stuff like with you that I'm grateful for. I'm, I mean, I'm grateful deep down that um, I know somebody like you at, hmm. at the level that I do know you and that I can say things to you. And, it goes both uh, ways. So anyway, well, let's, um, I think we've covered a lot of stuff. I think that, um, I think this was probably a lot more than I figured we would, we would go, go down that road on. But I think that's, um, that's just something to be expected. Um, you know, you, you know, I know for me, when I get back around somebody like you, it's, you know, <laughs> I just want to, let's get it out. I just want to get it out. You know, <laughs> listen to me and. Rob will still care about me and Rob will support me and he won't judge me. So, you know, that's, that's, uh, again, I appreciate, that's how much I appreciate you. And, um, yeah, I think Julie, Julie had to come break us up pretty much every night you were here. We'd have sat on that porch talking about all the world's problems until 3 a.m. If we could have, I I think we almost had them figured (laughs) out too. We almost, we almost, (laughs) no, Rob. So no, thanks so much for being on here. So, uh, uh, tell everybody about uh, where Outdoor 76 is, how they can maybe communicate through with you through there if you'd like sure. or or any other social media or anything else you want to put out there. Yeah, the um, uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram. Super easy to find. Just look up Outdoor 76, the number. Um, and then um, there's links on the website to email us. Email is a great um format for communication comes straight to my phone. And that's what, uh, like this time of year, the number of hikers shooting emails to us. Hey man, I'm in Pennsylvania and my feet are killing me. Heard you may be able to help me out. Yeah. Email, Instagram, Facebook, websites, outdoor76.com. And, uh, yeah, super simple. Thank you for listening, and I hope my podcast has helped you in some way taking the path to becoming a self-care savage. Make sure to subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. 